Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, Matthew, it's a new year. It is a new year. Happy New Year. But how, well, I mean, yeah, happy new year to you too. Thank you. Obviously, we're lying. It's I don't not know the song right now. <laughs> what? What song? Everyone sings it in the old language. All that false, yeah, don't like that. Yeah, all that false shit. <laughs> um, well, okay, so when it goes out, it's going to be a brand new year. It will it's going be. to be the second of January. People yep. are going to be feeling terrible. Um, <laughs> You're going to be on the way to work. Yeah. You're going to be in oh. January. It's going to be dark. No, but it's going to be great because. Yes. You're going into 2019 with a fresh yes, outlook, is. fully equipped and championing your own meme. Yeah. Um, like the one of Britney running out onto the patio <laughs> and someone's added words on like anxiety, depression and all my exes. And she spins around and lets it fly out into the ocean. I'm actually going to be living Goals. 2019 like that every day. Goals. Well, 100% I'm going to, goddamn, yeah. I'm going to try it. Can I just give a shout out to that poor woman I see her every new year climbing up them steps. She's been climbing up them steps carrying baggage you know the meme since oh, like 2009 <laughs> and she's throwing away anxiety and relationships and you know bad vibes yeah. and every single year and i'm like girl when are you gonna plateau <laughs> you can do it i believe she can she's do still it. climbing she's still climbing. that's not what we're gonna do be honey, we're, still, we're still climbing but we are gonna <laughs> fucking pirouette into the new year <laughs> Yes, flopping. Here we go. So, this first episode of the year, we wanted to focus on outlook. We wanted to call it flip flopping because I don't think you're ever fully one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can ebb and flow and flip and flop. Yeah. So, both Matthew and I have said to each other, we think this has been a great part, a big part of our transition into the lesser travelled happy place. Um, And with this being a brand new year, we wanted to kick off with a brand new way of thinking. As mentioned in the first episode, neither Matthew nor I are anywhere equipped um, to give you all the answers. Yep. Um, 
but we can share our own experiences and provide a platform for you to speak about yours as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so in the first episode, we discussed our rock bottoms and we kind of walked you through why we wanted to do this podcast in the first place. So I guess let's just think about where we are now and mm-hmm. how we are different from that feeling of being on our rock bottoms. Yeah. What do you, how, how are you, how are you doing, babe? Um, <laughs> I am very aware of, of where I sit and the way I kind of view things. Mm. Um, but at the minute, I'm kind of just floating a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's quite easy as well to just to feel quite disconnected, especially at this time of year when there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. Like work has been busy, personal life's been busy. Um, and then Christmas comes around and it's quite easy just for that feeling of disconnect just to take over. Yeah. And it's not a fantastic place to be because no. you disconnect from things that you shouldn't disconnect from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've definitely been feeling that for the the last month or so at the at the least. Mm. Um but I am trying to go back into January with like a with a new take on it and just try and properly get into it. Yeah. Um it's just annoying my body is telling me <laughs> telling me that I can't do that at this minute. Fuck you can you. do you can do that. <laughs> yeah. You can do it with cold, without cold, all the accessories in the world. So I think yeah, I'm firmly, firmly in the middle at the minute with um where I am I'm still trying okay. to be positive but I think it's also good to be uh, realistic at times as well and just be aware and accepting of of stuff yeah do you feel like you're looking at everything differently or do you feel like it's the same but different circumstances or uh, it's definitely different circumstances and it's come from I mean it's come from the same stuff but it's definitely different yeah and then being aware of stuff oh, then opens other doors mm. that then I can find issues in as well Okay, yeah. So it's just new issues just further along the, the journey. Yeah. Um, but it's it's better. Yeah. It's better, it's just different. Yeah, it's better, but We've different. just switched the lanes a little bit. Okay, <laughs> good. What about you? <laughs> well, um, well, we had a conversation before this, and I think professionally, which is where I've put all my energy since leaving home, um, I am a lot better mm-hmm. because I'm now doing and producing projects that are um driven by me and what i actually really want to do and put and spend time on but personally i think there's still a lot of work to do and although i am i'm definitely mentally in a completely different place like when i guess june to through to september i couldn't see through anything i couldn't see any kind of future i was yeah, completely different person. And I thought that um, I just didn't see ever getting to even just this stage of mm-hmm. of <clears throat> being in a place where I can be honest with my family, being in a place where I can um, speak openly to strangers on the internet about problems, yeah. speak to um, even close friends. Like we'd never had proper conversations about mental health um, up until this year, which has also made it a lot easier to deal with the thoughts going on in my head because mm. it's not just me kind of thinking about things it makes it a bit easier doesn't it just to be able to feel like it's not you're not the only one holding it you can kind of split up a little bit yeah bit like a miscongeniality you know where she's got the crown and then she snaps it and you know <gasps> everyone gorgeous. has a bit it's obviously the opposite of well, that mean girls i think <laughs> oh fuck yeah <laughs> that's the one <laughs> yeah i prefer that reference actually yeah. <laughs> although god bless sandra that Bullock. was the god scene. bless sandra Bullock. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, it does it. I think it definitely makes it easier, even though you've obviously still got stuff to go through. It just makes it more more manageable, maybe in a way, just to know that other people aren't as maybe high flying as you've told yourself they are. Exactly. When someone else like opens up and they're like, oh, here's my 
mm. book of shit as well. Mm. You're like, oh, okay, so it's everyone. Exactly. Has got their own pile of stuff. Yeah. And we came up with a gorgeous analogy when we were sitting down before of this kind of leaving home was kind of getting the mortgage <laughs> to a new house. <laughs> and that new house is your body. Yeah. And your mind. Mm-hmm. And although you can kind of do up one room, which at the minute I think my professional life is very much... I'd, I'd say it's a living room. It's like... Yeah. Maybe the study as well. Let's kind of keep it relevant. Okay. Um, I've got some go- a gorgeous new desk. The flooring's been done. Spend a lot of time in there. Spent a lot of time in there. There's loads of lamps, so it's really mm-hmm. warm lighting, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of go into the hallway and it's trash <laughs> heap. There's shit's made everywhere. Yeah. And there's lots of sweeping up to do. Yeah. Hoovering, the roof's leaking still. The roof's leaking. There's yeah. holes in the floor. And I guess the the living room and the study are my professional life. <laughs> whereas my personal life and I guess romantic life, um, there's a lot of plumbing issues. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible analogy. But... Okay, not plumbing issues. Everything's everything's okay. good. Yeah, with that. Yeah, <laughs> everything's brand spanking new. You're just going further. Sorry, sorry. Further. Um, okay, let's move on. Yeah, what we mean is you should you know look at the whole house. Um, look at the whole house. You know you got to look at the whole house. You can't. <laughs> it's nice to be able to live in one room, but it doesn't work that way. No, you know yeah. unless you live in London, that's all you've got. <laughs> the only option you've got. Um, no, but it's nice to be able to bring the whole house up together. Yeah. You know, but outlook wise, I guess we just to summarize, we are at the minute better but different. Yeah, it's exhausting to try and do it all. <laughs> There's no one yeah. can, it's impossible to do that. You've got to, you it need takes to, a lot, yeah, you need to do some, take a breather, appreciate what you've done, yeah, and reflect on it, and then mm-hmm. go back again, like round two, gorgeous, round three, whatever, however many rounds it takes until you've got that gorgeous extension finished. <laughs> Afternoon. Bartoming, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing some uh, interweb research. Oh, you uh, were. I was. Um, uh, I wanted to know a bit more about pessimism and optimism. Mm-hmm. And obviously, whenever kind of someone char- tries to characterise you as a pessimist or op- optimist, I always feel like there's a bit of a weight as to which one you answer. Depends, like, what type of person you are. Yeah. And obviously... That is true in a sense, mm-hmm. but is one better than the other? Is it um, more naive to be an optimist? Because mm-hmm. I feel like pessimists do think optimists are naive because they think there are heads up in the clouds or whatever. Yeah, like blue sky thinking. Exactly. Um, but then I feel like optimists would kind of think that pessimists are just negative thinkers. Yeah. So I was kind of like, okay, so surely there's some sort of science as to what um, this means. But I found uh, an article on Psych central written by jeremy dean who's a psychology researcher at the university of college london um and he wrote um both optimism and pessimism have important roles to play in people's lives being optimistic allows people to pursue their goals in a positive way to dream a bigger and better dream which they can work their way towards optimists also seem to respond better to positive feedback and part of being optimistic may be generating this feedback for themselves i.e thinking positive thoughts on the other hand, being pessimistic may help people reduce their natural anxiety and to perform better. Also, pessimists seem to respond better to negative feedback. They like to hear what the problems were so they can correct them. Again, part of why pessimists ger- generate these sorts of negative thoughts is that it helps them perform better. Mm-hmm. So there's different strokes for different folks. Whee! Whee! <laughs> 
um, <laughs> optimism and pessimism aren't just accidents. This evidence suggests that they are two different but effective strategies of coping with a complex and unpredictable world. Mm-hmm. How poetic. That. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully read as well, Brendan. Oh, thank you so you. much. You were always the narrator in this world <laughs> play, weren't you? <laughs> That's so rude. No, I was actually um, in the nativity. I was Joseph. The shepherd. <laughs> I was Joseph, bitch. Um, so I guess one way you could look at that. Yeah. You know, in terms of flip-flopping. Uh-huh. Is like, what position are you with it? Uh-huh. Because I was thinking about this the other day. Go in on. terms of when, when I was thinking about the episode and what to say about Outlook and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was thinking how... <laughs> <laughs> What are you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of like it's it's kind of like there's obviously there's obviously a space that you feel more, more comfortable in or that you know you're better at you can deal better <laughs> deal better in. <laughs> I yeah. would probably say when it comes to outlook, mm. I'm probably like verse bottom. <laughs> so, like oh I, my God. I know how to deal with the the bottom area. I can deal with that really well. Yeah. You know, I'm quite good in that area. <laughs> and then there's some days, you know, mm. or like there'll be some times when I'm like, you know what, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty on it today. Like, yeah, not, I wouldn't say like top, 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 but like, you yeah. know, I, no, I'm, dumb I'm giving top. It, no, 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 I'm definitely giving it a go though. Like, yeah, because I think, and I think it's always good to be able to, more fun is probably the, the wrong context for this, but it's, it's variety, isn't it? It's never good yeah. just to be to be all one or all the other no and i think with with this sort of an outlook it's good to be able to to see both and be able to navigate in both for sure but i think i'm yeah i think i'm a strong verse bottom i think i'd say i was a strong verse <laughs> first yeah. time for them. i know can you believe <laughs> um at the minute anyway like yeah before i was i think i was a strict bottom mm-hmm. like uh i could i really struggled to uh see the light in any kind of way yeah but yeah, at the minute I'd say I'm a strong verse because um, I'm really open and looking forward and mm-hmm. positive um, for the future in my professional life and stuff like that. But I feel like I can have days, I can have um, even like weeks of just feeling a bit off it, but I know it's going to work out and mm-hmm. I'm going to get past it. So I feel very much at a balance with yeah. both. Um, but you're right, I think it is kind of bad to be strictly one or the other in these mm-hmm. circumstances mentally anyway um but i would be quite keen to meet a dumb top i don't <laughs> <laughs> see i just think if, when you're that level i just think there's something wrong i'm like i know but I'd, like to, I'd like to see i'd like to see how they see the world just for like a day <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean yeah how must it be yeah i'd be irritated i'm sorry i'd be <laughs> yeah. like there's something you're hiding what are you telling us <laughs> Yeah. Any dumb tops out there? Behind Give us doors. a call, you know, change yeah. our mind. Don't give us a call, give me a number. Give us a tweet. Give us an email, give yeah. us a tweet. You know, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, but please do, uh, maybe tweet. Let us know what, what, you what your are. position is. Where are you most comfortable? Yeah. Yeah, like we'll do a tally as to <laughs> poll of how many people are bombs to top. Um, lol, lol, lol. Afternoon, afternoon. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Matthew and I had the chance to interview Natasha Walker, a co chair at Switchboard LGBT, uh, to find out a bit more about how they're able to change the outlook of someone who calls up asking for a bit of guidance when they're in their rock bottoms. Here's what we found out, and 
sincere apologies for the slight change in audio quality. So I'm the co-chair of Switchboard and um, I've been on the board for about four years, but really what Switchboard is, is a uh, support and information service for people who've got questions around gender identity, um, sexuality, and if they need any support, we're a referral service, um, but we mainly speak to people on the phone through instant messaging and then also through um, email as well, 365 days a year, 10 a.m. till 10 oh, wow. Amazing. So what um, what initially drew you to the company? Because you said you've been there for a few years. But, um, um, well, um... yeah, so um, Switchboard, well, I actually, going back to uni now, I went to uni in Bristol. I volunteered for the equivalent of the Bristol LGBT helpline. Um, okay. And used to have a lot more of these little helplines across the UK. And slowly, due to lack of funding and also support um, from people to volunteer, they have um, have shut down quite a lot. There's still some going um, in pockets all over the uh, UK um, the Bristol one is no longer in existence. So when I moved to London, I started volunteering at Switchboard um, just on the phones. Yeah, and that's kind of like where it all began. What attracted me to Switchboard was a, about the need for a service like this, which I didn't have when I was growing up. Um, and, well, actually Switchboard was around, but I wasn't aware of it. Um, and just the difference it can make, knowing that, one, you're not alone and you're not weird to have these feelings or internal conflicts that you might I don't know deem them to be and secondly that there's mm. someone there that you can just reach out and talk to we started in London um yeah just in King's Cross above Hausman's bookshop well, actually it was in the basement when we started but um but yeah like the people ringing just ask about gay clubs because you know there was no internet and it wasn't it was word of mouth so if you were new or thought that you might be gay like how yeah. on earth would you find these places it's just a minefield I can't mm. even imagine it like I grew up not having any role models on tv I think like mm. when the l word came out I remember um watching it staying up late and watching it in secret so my parents didn't know and like they're being like so obsessed with it and the same with the queer as folk uh that was slightly more confusing for me because I wasn't quite sure why I was watching that but I kind of would wait until like all the lights were off in the house and then I'd put it on on like volume one lip reading so hard um, yeah exactly so it's like but now people are really so much better now but it's still you know we we are in those echo chambers when we talk about these things and you know we're in London and yes it's great here but what about those people who are in I don't know the Outer Hebrides or in an isolated yeah. little country town in yeah. Cornwall um so yeah as relevant as ever I think. Do you have any stats as to like what the most common things people call looking for? Yeah, I think the um, it would be easy to say that statistics around like LGBT people mirror the statistics we have in our um, in the phone calls that we receive. So, over, I mean, the, the majority of people are ringing about um, feeling isolated um, or lonely. There's a lot of uh, discussion around mental health. I'd say that half of our calls, if not more, um, yeah. could be linked to that. Then you have the other section of um, people who are thinking about coming out. And then you have mm. a really important um, part of calls that we take, maybe 25%. Where When I talk about calls as well, I'm talking about phone, instant messaging and emailing. Yes. Um, that's about just asking questions. There's, uh, yeah. there's 
from my time as a volunteer, I remember people ringing up and saying, oh, it's really weird. My friend asked me if I'm gay, but I'm, I'm not. And then they start to describe what's going on in their life and how they feel about someone in particular. And slowly you break it down and they start to have this realisation that they, they might be or they might just not be straight. Um, wow. But, you know, what, one other, another um, call that's topic of call that's on the uh, uh, on the rise i suppose um Mm -hmm. is a lot to do with hate hate crimes yeah i don't i don't know about you you guys and your experiences with your friends and people you know but there's definitely been a significant rise in hate crime over the last year um i think that the statistics do highlight that and then within that transphobic hate crime is is on the Mm -hmm. rise as well um yeah i think it's like yeah, because it's not only, you know, across the board, but it's, I think there's some percentage about, even in healthcare, like one in eight LGBT plus people have experienced some form of unequal treatment in healthcare because of identifying as LGBT plus. Um, but uh, yeah, it's complicated. But yeah, the, and faith and sexuality is also a really interesting one that we get quite a few um, calls yeah. on. Yeah. Do you think the calls that you get, maybe you've noticed that, the age ranges that you get are they all with different issues or is there like an is there an overall so another hate crime kind of the rise in that is one does that go across all ages or do you think it's a i don't know do you think it's just like a generational thing or kind of how does that work it's a really good question actually and i i yeah so the the, a really good example of that is coming out everyone always presumes Mm -hmm. that you would come out when you're young or younger let's say in you know in up to 40 or something like this but it's really so generationally different we get calls from people who are uh, very very young still in secondary school talking about coming out and i'm mm-hmm. talking about gender and sexual identity here and then you mm-hmm. get people who uh children who are married and children have gone off to university and they're calling about coming out and leaving their partner their same yeah. uh, straight partner and then right at the other end you get these <coughs> calls where someone is in their late 70s and 80s and they have been with their partner uh, in a straight heterosexual relationship all of their life and they've now died and they are wanting to talk about coming out now and so it's just this really fascinating um, and totally heartbreaking very touching stories that come mm-hmm. at every single point um, no matter what your age is uh, which is really really interesting I think and um, which just which just goes to show that the support is really not yes so you can draw many different intersectionalities within the LGBT plus communities and if you've got you know if you're looking at sub communities of a, a black trans man and mm. what they're going to be discriminated against is very different to someone who's a cisgendered white gay guy mm. But at the same time, we are all under the LGBT plus umbrella and we all can, at least on that level, Switchboard can help help you grapple through whatever you need to go through. So, yeah, despite the, the array of things, just seeing that one particular type of call, which we would classify as a coming out call, yeah. popping up across every single um age age range is really interesting i think yeah unbelievable and uh, i mean with some of the heavier calls and um to do with mental health and things like that um obviously you'll run off volunteers and what type of training goes into handling those calls of such like sensitivity yeah. how do you leave the calls um knowing that that person will be all right 
Yeah, that's a good question. So, I mean, I can tell you a bit about the training of our volunteers because it's pretty rigorous. Um, it, once you've been accepted to become a trainee, so that's after you've applied and had an interview and been accepted onto what we call our CAT courses, uh, core yeah. acceptance training course. The um, the training then lasts for, you can do it every Wednesday night for seven weeks or mm. uh, four Saturdays. And then um, at the end of that, you have an assessment and then you have a personal trainer and you go on the phones and yeah, a certain number of hours are uh, you're in, under supervision and then you are not fully ratified or qualified as a trainee until you've done 30 hours on the phone. Mm. So becoming a trainee is a long process and in that lots of the models that we use is really similar to that of the Samaritans um, and also the beginning beginning stages of um, counselling so it's it's all kind of focuses around this idea of active listening doing things like giving lots of space asking open questions reflecting summarising silences as well are really important Mm. Um, and verbal nods which is a mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm these sorts of things, so keeping a connection with the caller um, throughout yeah. that time. But it's also about not rushing the caller and about listening to them and allowing them time to reflect and come to the conclusions themselves. And really, when someone's contacting us, it's all about being listened to. But actually, being a good listener is a very is very difficult. And it involves a lot of restraint because it we our volunteers aren't telling them oh my god I know I felt like that the other day or mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's about restraining your own personal experience as well and just letting that person talk and have yeah. the space to explore those those issues so if and if we were in a telephone conversation um and someone was identifying themselves as being suicidal yeah. and they um, our volunteers are trained to deal with that in such a way that if they give us the information then we can contact the relevant services to help them um, okay. but at the same time if that person doesn't give us that information then um you know when they're not obliged to in any means uh, but then our volunteers are also trained to just be there to support that person. So, right. it, yeah. And then, and then you've got, I mean, that's quite an extreme circumstance, but then you've got yeah. um, the situation where someone's, you know, you've spoken to them on the phone for an hour. They're much more calm now. They can see things more clearly. Mm. We have a, a series of different referrals that we can give them, whether that be a counsellor in their relevant area or a support group um, or another LGBT plus charity, like, for example, oh, London Friend, um, who offer one-to-one counselling in London, um, or GMFA, which might be good for uh, furthering any kind of chemsex um, support group. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we've got um, a wide list of other organisations that we kind of uh, signpost people to as well. So it's kind of like that that stepping stone to counselling if you're kind of in a rut or in your like rock bottom. Yeah, right. It's like that conversation with so so for example, you haven't realised that you need to go into counselling and you mm. have that conversation and suddenly you have like that epiphany with a mate and you're like, Oh god, maybe I do need to go to counselling or yeah. actually I would be, you know, maybe I wouldn't feel so lonely if I if I reached out to this support group or yeah this is a good, you know, I, I need help on learning how how the NHS can support me through my transition yeah. so we can help point the people in the right direction. Um, and, and what advice, because um, 
obviously Matthew and I have been in different situations where we've kind of needed to reach out um, to different people for one reason or another. But I think um, whenever I've been in those places, I've always restrained myself from calling somewhere like Switchboard or, or Samaritans or anything like that because in a way I think it's my own self not wanting to be um, one, I don't know how I'd articulate what was going on, but also um, I didn't want to kind of take up phone time for like someone who actually might be in more danger or, or have uh, been in a much worse place. Like what would your advice be to anyone kind of thinking that their problems aren't necessarily as big a thing? Yeah, totally. Well, that, well I've spoken to people who have said exactly the same things that both of you have said to me now, um, who mm-hmm. have called and have been very apologetic and sweet that maybe they're taking up our time and there's someone more in need. But if it's important enough for you to feel like you can't do it on your own or you need to just talk to someone, then, you know, if it's important enough to be a problem for you, it's a problem for us. And it's definitely something that you should contact us right. about. That's really comforting to hear, actually. There is nothing too small to, to call us about. Just think a really interesting conversation that's coming up a lot at the moment, which is about helplines and whether helplines are still needed in the, this techno- technology like forward world that we live in mm. with WhatsApp and internet and Facebook Messenger and instant messaging and all of this. Mm. But really, there's just something in speaking to someone yeah. and having that voice at the other end of the at the other end of the phone i think it, there, there is something in that and you know we our call numbers are, are rising every year well they they've gone down significantly from the 80s when we were 24 7 but you know yeah. we're still we're still getting like fifteen thousand calls a year and so wow. those calls range in average from being a couple of minutes to nearly two hours long yeah it's just yeah they're people are still using us and people are still reaching out. And I think it's just in, in, in a sense of verbalizing your, your problem or, or what's going on. Um, it takes a lot more to do that than just kind of to write an email or to write a, a text message. And it is a lot, um, it does feel a lot, a lot more like a concrete step to kind yeah. of, I need help with your words <laughs> as opposed to, um, yeah, just typing it out because, you're kind of literally asking for it. I think um, I think that it's also about tone and what can be what you can get ag- across. In so say it's just a question of how are you, and the person says I'm okay or I'm okay. Like I, you know, you can read those two words so differently when you hear them as opposed to when you see them. Um, so there's a lot, a lot that you can communicate through yeah. tone, voice, and you can, than you can outside of just words. So in terms of um, just summarising in terms of outlook, you um, are kind of suggesting that um, a lot of it is to do with the person, the call themselves almost having the time and space to talk through their own issues to change their perspectives on, on what it is, as opposed to these um, major advice-giving um, lengthy conversations. Is that right? Yeah, so I think it's really important to sort of empower the caller to make the decisions that are right for themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a lot of what counselling does anyway, mm. um, because it's about that person going through the process in their head and working out within their time um, yeah. what what is right for them. But, you know, it, yeah, we wouldn't give anyone advice. Yeah. Um, that, that's, yeah, it's a really difficult thing to do. Mm. Um 
especially when stuff is so personal and we don't know what's going on in that person's life outside of what they're telling us. Um, So, but yeah, I mean, you can get a lot in giving someone, I don't don't know if either of you ever had it where you've just been feeling so wrapped up in your own head Mm. that a a problem has manifested into what can seem like a backbreaking life changing issue. And then suddenly you're sort of, Oh, Mm -hmm. well that wasn't, not that I'm saying these aren't, always yeah. but it really it really does make a difference I think just yeah. saying it out loud that's the thing when you don't have that space or kind of that yeah. anyone to turn to and just even just say the couple of words like you know like I'm struggling or like I'm not okay today just for being yeah. able to speak to someone and have someone respond it yeah. makes it kind of takes that problem and just like shatters it to make it so much easier to to manage mm. Yeah, totally. And if you know, if you you describe your problem to one of our volunteers, and our, one of our volunteers say that that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. you know, also all our volunteers identify as LGBTQ plus. So I think there is yeah. something in that speaking to someone who understands something of what you you or you yeah. might be going yeah. through. Um, and I guess to to finish the interview, um, I mean, do you want to talk us through any of your uh, experiences with mental health? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been up and yeah, been through it up and down, and I don't know. I think I've I'm sure lots of people who are who don't identify as straight and cisgendered. When you are growing up and you feel something's not quite right, but you've got no idea, no focus point, no education, no yeah. one on TV, um, it makes you feel a bit mad and um, and like you don't really understand what that is. And then when you realise what that is, my friend and I have got this the- theory on like an age and then there's a gauge. So it's all about like when you come out and then, um, which, which then like leads into, I don't know, also higher rates of alcohol and drug use in LGBT communities. And yeah. I think that's really interesting because, you know, we're experiencing a sort of adolescence and I'm saying this in inverted commas mm-hmm. later because we you know we're brought up in a heteronormative society so we are always other um and it I think that sets you off as being someone who really um not everyone this is just my personal experience and lots mm-hmm. of my friends who looks inwardly and um is used to feeling a bit excluded and isolated and I don't know whether my sexuality has anything to do with my mental health issues but um yeah I'm in counseling and have been for on and off for nearly four or five years now and it's absolutely changed my life so much it's been I've had uh, one or two breakdowns um in my past where I've yeah like I think one of you said a, a while back absolutely hit rock bottom and just had no idea I could not see the sky for the clouds in front of my eyes and I yeah I, I took I got I went into counseling and I did this thing where I went for a couple of months um, after uh, like a really bad breakup and then I sort of felt better about the breakup and stopped counselling but realised in that interim period and that spiralling off into um, some severe like big issues for me that actually counselling is not just about surface issues and when you go back and do it long term it's really hard and you discover a lot about yourself that 
I think it's also really brave as someone who's done it um, to do that and to expose yourself in those ways and to say, actually, I really want to try and work out what's going on in my head so I can help myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that's a big thing. Well, I think that's pretty much all of our questions on this end. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. Yeah, that's been fine. No problem. Long anyway, but, um, yeah, thanks for letting us chew your ear off. Afternoon, afternoon. We are. <laughs> <laughs> now, although we're having or leaning into some more consistent ups and less consistent downs, I am anyway, luckily. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew, are you? Mm-hmm. Um, we still need to pick me up every now and again. And before Christmas, we um, asked a few of you on social media to send your ways of getting out of your dark place, um, if only for a brief period. So shall we read some out? Mm-hmm. Reading and Drag Race. Reading and Drag Race? Yeah. Gorgeous. Always. One here that says, my best friend, when I'm doing, uh, when I'm going through it, um, I want to get better for him because he's constantly being my cheerleader. No. How sweet is that? Someone else said, bacon takes my head out of it and it makes me even happier when I bake for someone else. Oh, definitely relate to that. I love baking. I don't cook. You're not a baker, are you? I'm definitely not a baker now. (laughs) Um, another one uh, might seem a vague answer lol um, but for me there isn't a specific way of overcoming the dark place when feeling down it's like I'm fighting for a good day so it depends on my mood when I wake up but usually I use guided meditation app such as Headspace or Calm uh, to help which it does sometimes I suppose Headspace is a good one sometimes mm. that's an interesting one because sometimes it really infuriates me really mm. what do you I mean I might stop telling me I can't do that I'm not and then I get really annoyed and turn it off okay but other days what you felt fantastic. Pa- patronised a little bit okay yeah um, another one I got was uh, they said to be honest the reason I got a dog was to help with the dark days taking her for a walk helps immensely albeit if only during the walk and that's a good one I think having nice. an animal yeah helps hugely I've especially been, a beautiful little dog oh. I've been fucking begging for a dog for so long I feel like it would help me just get outside mm-hmm. um, yeah I had a dog one as well someone says my dog because um, they're just the best creatures 100% and also I have to mention my friend Alice who is the queen of bedtime so when she's feeling <laughs> um, anxious or upset or like had a really shit day she centers that energy to bedtime so she's got all the essential oils in the world she's got a muji mister on we've got gilmore girls just low light everything you need so cozy Mm -hmm. on the pillows it's just refreshing and you kind of sedate yourself into this dream world um and then you wake up and feel gorgeous lovely yeah Alice, can I come and sleep at yours soon, please? Thank you. <laughs> What's yours? If you, had to, if you had to respond to that, what would you say? Well, <laughs> I made a huge list because I, I've needed for myself to remember what, what it is I'm enjoying. If you had to respond to it, we can't I write a book. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote a book, it's called 600 Ways to Keep Out of the Dark. Um... <laughs> So the physical things for me are, again, cooking and baking. Mm -hmm. I love that because doing things with my hands, hello, um, (laughs) takes things out of my head. So baking or cooking and knowing someone's going to eat it and kind of be happy or like eat it and give me compliments. (laughs) So you're more of a a hand person than a head person is what you're saying? Uh, (laughs) 
Again, I'm a strict first. <laughs> I'm first on that. Um, big walks, fresh air, wooded areas. Um, put my feet on the grass and feel the earth underneath. How gorgeous oh, is that? Oh, what is that called? So I'm going to actually shout out Polly. Um, yeah. So she is trained as yoga teacher uh, early this year. And one of the things she has really helped with, especially over Christmas, was I went to a couple of her yoga classes. Mm. And she told us about, I think it's grounding, it's called. Yes. And her and... Um, JP a boyfriend so went to the park one day and they were just a bit like a bit stressed and she was like just take your shoes off we're just gonna walk and just stand and just kind of feel the floor 100% and it makes such a big difference mm. they said there was people watching them from a place and they didn't realise until they put the <laughs> shoes back on <laughs> from like a cafe that was overlooking the park oh, but they said they, they felt they better really high didn't they yeah in terms of videos and things I have a big list of things I go to <laughs> so the kids try series on Bon Appetit I've sent you a few videos they're hilarious. But it's basically these kids try 100 years of um, a certain type of food. Oh, so, yeah. like, 100 years of pizza or, like, um, 100 years of cake. Keeping up with a professional chef, again, on Bon Appetit. Yeah. Um, just love it. That um, Carla, Carla Music, I think her name is, who's a food director at Bon Appetit, is... She's just a dream. I, I wanna, I wanna be on that series. It would just be, it would make my life. When your bacon picks up. When my bacon picks up, I'll we'll get you on there. Thank you. Obviously, it's our show. We're gonna talk about whatever we <laughs> yeah. want. Anytime, any day, apart from <laughs> the Vice series. So yeah. Um, any SNL sketch with Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Anna Gasteyer, Fred Armisen, Rachel Drax, Jimmy Fallon, Cecily Strong, Kate McKinnon, Tina Fey, Amy oh, Conner, Bill Hader. <laughs> Instagrams, which make me piss. <laughs> um, Kate, Katie Don. Yes. Miss Tina Lawson's corny joke time. <laughs> oh my God, I hate when you send me them. <laughs> I live for I corny it. joke time. I hate it. Here's corny joke time. <laughs> And any of Britney Spears' posts on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair, I'll take that one. Thank fair you, enough, yeah. thank you, thank you. How about you, babe? Every, you, only we could all live like that. For the short term? Uh, for the short term, I listen to so much music. I listen to music when I wake up, on the way to work, while I'm in work, throughout work, on my lunch. Gorgeous. I go to the toilet, make sure my headphones in, like, literally all of the time. Is um, that a problem? Do we need to talk about it? <laughs> no, but I, I like to make playlists as well, and I've got... Um, I've actually got one playlist that I made to try and like put me into that that like space where I can just like get onto a level and just calm a little bit. Yeah. And um, maybe you can share it. It's called Solo Space and it kind of is like lots of like electronic and quite common songs. Mm. Um so I like to just listen to that. Mm. So there's a couple of um really big songs on that that I could listen to like in any mood whatsoever and I'm just it just brings me back to like a level. Yeah. Like a steady level. Um so one one of them Bjork Hyperballad all time favourite song ever perfect I want to be married with that song buried with that song cremated with that song uh, oh any any big event God. that's going to be played <laughs> yeah um, one that I discovered this year is Rival Consoles Dreamers Wake start to finish it is like a journey it is beautiful mm. um, but I'll share the playlist because there's loads in there but I just like to be able to get into like a, a meditative state almost with that mm. um, I also walk yeah usually listening to music mm-hmm um, so even if, say, I cycle somewhere and I just need a bit of space, I'll just walk it. Mm-hmm. I'll walk my bike and just, even if it's, like, through the city and it's busy, I'll just walk. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I manage to, like, re- re-ground and, like, re- um, readjust. Yeah. Um, and also, as bad as it can be at times, Twitter. 
like I'll scroll through tons and tons of shit mm-hmm. and then I'll come across one video <laughs> and I'm like yes yeah. and it'll just give me that moment where I can just be like <laughs> I'm really new to Twitter and it's kind of over- overwhelmed me how much people take one little subject so and explode it to the nth degree like that new thing where people do like the, the direction to yeah. from A to B that goes around the main subject like that's exploded I mean cock destroyers were in overnight it was just like yeah. everyone blown up now they're on the cover of uh, what's that magazine yeah UX, I think they're mm. on the cover of there, like the Christmas edition. It's pretty mental, um, but I'm, I, 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 I get nervous around Twitter. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I my bedroom's like a very kind of important space for me. I like you. <laughs> I work. Um, I like I like really nice bed, and I've got you know like me incense. I like to sage. Yes. Um, I've got me salt lamp. Like, mm. I'm like a like a you know like a middle aged hippie sometimes. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um. I feel like if you and Alice had a baby, that yeah. baby would be <laughs> the like... The purest, calmest soul. <laughs> yeah. um, and also I started yoga properly this year. Mm. In January I started yoga. And that's kind of the only time really that I can properly turn off. Mm. Um, I've tried to like properly meditate. I've tried to just like sit and turn off and I can't ever do that. Yeah. Um, whereas yoga is the only place because it, it's an hour where I have to concentrate on something that isn't something else I just yeah. have to go in there and aware, and it's it's put me through work but it's also given me just the time to turn off properly but I, I still need to get better at being able to just switch off because I'm, I'm t- I feel like I'm turned <laughs> turned on <laughs> turned on all turned. of the time yeah um, which can be quite exhausting sometimes for sure um, so yeah 2019 I'm going to try and be a bit better at like being able to say no to things turn off a little bit more mm-hmm. find nicer ways just to like Self-care. Gorgeous. You know? I'm here for it. <laughs> Artaming, Artaming, we are... <laughs> <laughs> We've spoken about the, the short-term fixes, like mm-hmm. little memes and little, you know, songs or whatever. Um, <laughs> songs or whatever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> music is really, <laughs> really important. Fuck you. I also listen to music really, like, a lot. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> it sounded awful. <laughs> it's true. Um, but in the long term, um, I did a bit more research and I searched obviously on the interweb again um, for tips on how to improve our outlooks and hopefully train our brains to be a bit more positive and hopefully steer us away from any upcoming 2K19 rock bottoms. It's nice to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to think that something out there will give you the answers. Yeah. Um, but I found this uh, six-parter, <laughs> which we're going to talk about anyway. So I went on Psychology Today, and it's written by um, Andrea Brandt. She has a PhD and an MFT from Santa Monica, California. Um, it's called Six Ways to Transform Your Outlook. Um, <laughs> okay. Hit me. Okay, right. <clears throat> Step one, stop complaining. Now she summarizes it as when you sit around complaining about how terrible your life is, your life will be terrible. Complaining, wallowing, self pity, none are creators of an enjoyable, satisfying, satisfying life. The first thing you need to do to transform your outlook on life is to stop complaining about how bad your life is. Even if you don't have the tools to make your life better, you have one that will stop making it the life your life worse. What do you think about that? 
First, I must say, Andrea, you are the ultimate on top. She is <laughs> literally <Dom> top for <laughs> life. Um, it make, it makes sense. I'm just gonna start off with it easy. It's always easier said. It is always easier said than done. But I do agree that you need to be in a position to kickstart. Yes, you for need sure. to, be able to kickstart yourself. Yeah, and sometimes one, and it can seem endless and there's no way out. But you need to be able to kickstart yourself. Exactly. So I, I appreciate that one. Do you want to go on to step two? Go on then. Practice thought stopping. So before you can open yourself up to positive thinking, you've got to stop your negative thinking. When all your thoughts are negative, negativity will be all you know. Remember, energy follows thought. You can practice thought stopping by becoming more aware of your of when your thoughts are based on negativity rather than facts. When you recognize that you are thinking in a negative rather than factual way, you stop the thought before it can cloud your perception. <clears throat> Ready? Yeah. <laughs> I, for one, don't. I could never do that. Like, yeah. the way my mind works, I need a physical, factual thing to do to have my mind work on. If it gets something going, like, whether that's a negative thought or whatever, within the space of three seconds, I've got, like, an entire parallel life planned out based on this thing I've just thought. Mm-hmm. It's it's not easy to... You can't do that. That's I've, me. I've, I agree that because I had in the past got myself into so many different spirals based on negative thoughts Mm. and um even just like lying in bed thinking about what's going to happen next thinking about what's going to happen in the in the night in the day like i spoke about earlier um always kind of spinning and worrying about the future negatively but um i have started to do recently i mean even at home um We've both spoken about how difficult going home has been sometimes. Um, even lying in bed, I could feel myself going into a negative spiral. But I could, I recognised that all of the thoughts were negative. I was able to recognise that and I would turn my mind onto something positive. So I'd just think about quickly, I'd think about like, what do I, what am I going to do when I get home? What am I going to do when, okay, I'm going to cook um, this, I'm going to cook that, I'm going to go on a walk. So I immediately stopped the the thought of actually where I was and being mm-hmm. in that situation. And I was like, thought about when I wasn't not going to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. And that helped me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was grateful for that in that time. So part Point three is end your yes but attitude. Yes but is a marker phrase um, of a negative outlook. When you yes but life, you see the hole instead of the donut. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you filthy on top. When asked, do you like your job? You respond, yes, but it doesn't pay well. When someone suggests um, you look for a better paying job, you respond, yes, but then I'll have to move to a different city and so on. Every life has its ups and downs, but when you only see the downs as significant, you miss all the ups. Happiness can be as much a state of mind as a factual situation. Step two of your transformation into a more positive person is to stop yes, but and try yes and instead. Do you like your job? Yes, and I'm working hard to further my career. The ones? Uh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I get it, but <laughs> I'm playing. No, um, <laughs> yeah, but... I think no, similarly to the other one, like, I think that's probably a little bit easier to do. Mm. And you can. that's just a matter of like rephrasing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot easier to do than actually stop your mind from thinking a certain way. But I think it's almost like a chicken and egg situation that it mm. could influence the other. Uh, maybe eventually. Because you actually thinking about the way you phrase a sentence is your mind 
altering what it's saying yeah. so already you're you're starting that process so i think give it a go see what happens um step four beware the self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes you think you perceive your authentic inner world when you are actually pushing your experience in a particular direction it's called a self-fulfilling prophecy you tell yourself your job is terrible and you will never get better so you do subtle things to make your life terrible and you get stuck in a rut we do this because it's good to feel right, even when feeling right also means feeling awful. In my work, I see patients who feel more comfortable telling a version of their lives that keeps them stuck in victimhood rather than risk exploring why they feel like a victim. Examining their feelings might reveal that they are the authors of their misfortune. Mindfully, purposefully and non-judgmentally examine the ways you see yourself as a victim when you look at your life through a neutral lens you may be surprised at how many areas there are in which you have more control than you thought matthew has just raised his arms and put his hands behind his head (laughs) uh that's a hard one i feel a bit triggered by that one oh babe (laughs) no not 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 on a personal level but just on a on a level of a conversation I've had with a person before. Okay. Um, that is, it's quite a difficult one. Then I think <laughs> I, I I I am all aboard that train of like shit happens to you. Mm. That that should not have an effect on how you treat other people. Mm. And that shouldn't. You should never like wear the victimhood thing and kind of use that as an excuse. Maybe in a way for sure. Um. But also things happen and sometimes, again, it's out of people's controls. It's more just about how that is dealt with. Yeah. That's a whole minefield of things right there and I can't... Yeah. I haven't been... I'm not processing it properly at the moment no. to give a proper answer. I think that's quite a... That's a difficult one. I I agree. But again, I think it's part of that... Um, it's like we were, we were talking about earlier about being comfortable in your in your negative space. And But again, it's also different to that because... Um, it's the whole way you see your life and I guess that is outlook because that's what outlook is it's how you see the world Yeah. but if you've only ever seen your life as this painful experience you're going to struggle to see where how you can move past it and become this positive experience Yeah. and in a sense yes you may have had all these bad experiences but I guess it's not thinking about what positives have come from it or how you are different to when you were back then and I feel like yeah it's tricky it's a big one that one yeah I'm, yeah, I'm still struggling with that let's one. move on maybe we'll think about it over the next episode um, part five uh, point five sorry replace negative beliefs by replacing negative and helpful thoughts about yourself with positive helpful ones you can become more empowered if, for example, you use people-pleasing thinking, hello, you used to do that, <laughs> believing that you'll only be happy once everyone likes you, concentrate instead on liking yourself. If you think pessimistically that your life will never work out, tell yourself your life can be whatever you decide to make it. You can reframe every negative thought you have about yourself in a positive way. This isn't lying to yourself. It does, however, mean you spend more time looking at the donut. Why does she keep using this donut analogy? God. (laughs) It does, however, mean you spend more time looking at the donut and less at the hole. And it Mm. means that the donut has frosting and sprinkles and the hole is just a neutral, unremarkable hole. No comment. Yeah. 
you're losing me, Andrea. Like, I've, I've checked out. Yeah. Have you checked out because I'm reading it? Or both, it? probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking day. For anyone still listening, I got you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, the last point. So you can sigh with relief. Take positive action. Often it's not enough to change the way you think about yourself and situations. Sometimes you have to do things differently too. If you once complained about being single and you've now changed your negative thought, I'll never meet anyone I like to a positive one. I haven't met anyone I like, but I still can. The next step is to get out there and date. Or if it's a new job you're after... It's not enough to tell yourself. It's not that all jobs are chaotic and stressful. It's just that the one I currently have is. You've got to polish your resume, resume, get out there and network. Realize that you do indeed have the power to choose a different way. You can see life through a dark, everything is terrible and always will be terrible lens and have a negative outlook on life. Or you can see life through a clear, everything is what it is and life has its ups and downs and that's okay lens and have a positive outlook on life. The choice is yours to make. Now, if having everything is what it is and life has its ups and downs and that's okay lens is a positive outlook, I guess I've got a positive outlook. Because, honey, this shit does happen. I mean, I said no comments in the last one, so many comments in this, like... That just screams privilege. Like, I understand. I understand what she's saying again on paper. But if you're not in a position where you're being given those opportunities, the date more was annoying at first because, like, it's not as easy as just go out and date more. Mm. Like, people are trying. Lord knows people are trying. Honey. (laughs) Like, it doesn't mean shit. Like, you can try. It is exhausting. The same with other things. Like, you don't like your job. You might be in a busy job, stressful job. You haven't got the the mental space, mm. maybe not the time, to be polishing your resume <laughs> and like going to all these gorgeous interviews and finding <laughs> these jobs that maybe don't exist. Yeah, that is probably the one that's infuriating me the most. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because that's one of them. Like, girl, it's not, it's not that simple. Yeah, maybe the way she wrote it isn't. It's I feel a bit, like she's it's a probably sitting on really good. Yeah, it's quite patronising. Yeah. I'm feeling yeah. very. She has like a clear glass desk. Patronised. Yeah, with like. Yeah. She's probably super high up in like a gorgeous high rise in like yeah. her own. She's got five. I mean, congrats juices. to you, Andrea, but yeah. I'm sorry, I just don't think that's very relatable or uh, that easily achievable for yeah. the majority of people mm. in real life. Yeah. In real day to day. Okay. Bye. But <laughs> take positive action is quite a good step, though. I agree. Right? I 100% do your like try and do shit to change. You're the person that has to kickstart it. Yeah. But the example she gave, they just weren't. Yeah, just a bit too much, yeah. Just a bit too much. Yeah. Okay. Because, Lord, you can you can get up and try and you'll get smacked back to the ground. But you know, the, keep, point, and the point is, is keep going. Trying. It the is, point is trying. But also acknowledge that, yeah, it's going to not be I easy I think I ride. just heard about Matthew. That you was did. Yes, yeah, but you attitude. Did. You did, because I think it's all crap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but shut the fuck up. See, this is why I couldn't be like a sub-bottom, because Dom Top Andrea's telling me to do stuff and I'm fighting back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, God. You're a power bomb. Bottoming, <laughs> bottoming, uh. we are. <laughs> okay, so we've covered fucking Andy's <laughs> list of stuff. We've said about what the short-term fixes are, you know, yeah. like little ways to 
little ways to approach things. This was a help for the long term, but I don't <laughs> think it was as helpful as we imagined. <laughs> but I'm I love, feeling... I live for things like this because they're just so funny to, I'm to feeling look at. Irritated, I'm feeling. <laughs> um, no, but in terms of what like an aim, maybe for 20, 2018, 2019 would be for me. Yeah. Uh, I want to try and maybe get back into the headspace I was in this time last year where I'm like right I'm going to sort this shit out yeah. even though it's not as bad I just need to get back on mm. like back on the track yeah um, I'm planning on hitting yoga hard this time <sighs> maybe I'll try and do that with you mm-hmm. I feel like I, I think... need to be more limber yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to try and do that um, and try and get back to therapy mm-hmm. um, hopefully soon I'm hoping to get placed back fairly soon um, and then I can just start to, to address the stuff that I'm still um, waiting to go back into mm. um, there's one little thing I thought was super pretty gorgeous um, carry on that I'm going to kind of just very quickly quote because I think it kind of is the long term things that we need to fix are kind of the ways of making all of the wrongs and all of the badness in our lives a little bit better yeah and I think there's always a way that all of the negative stuff regardless of how bad it is you can it's always important to try and find the the goodness in it in some way or like the, the beauty in it mm-hmm. in a way um and a, a really pretty thing that I like it's a Japanese art form called uh, Kintsugi and essentially what they do is um artists will repair broken things with uh, gold gorgeous so say if it's like pottery um it might be floor it might be glass or whatever and they will put it back together and it will have like the, the beautiful gold um, like resin and sealing and kind of like a gold scar. Yeah, exactly. And you can see the scar. You can see that it's been damaged, but oh. it's made it better and stronger in a way. That is so sweet. And I think that's just a really um, a nice way to look at it. I think people should never be ashamed of the negative stuff. Uh-huh. You just have to work it into a way to, Make to strengthen you a little bit. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I think that's how I'm going to live my life from now on. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> um. I agree. I think uh, hopefully I'll start therapy soon and I would like to bake more mm-hmm. and cook more. Mm-hmm. Get on uh, the show. Get on the show. The one you said. Bon what Appetit show? or something. <laughs> Katy Perry Bon Appetit. Oh, yes. <laughs> Katy Perry. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I want to get on Bon Appetit. There I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, but I'm going to man- manifest it. That's what will happen. Um, maybe do some more exercise. Yeah, yeah. I think do we need some, to get you on that. Do some walks. Yeah, maybe even start. I'd love to do some trampolining. <laughs> love to. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I did it in school. Um, I would like to do that. Yeah. Okay. Good one. We'll see what what works. Yeah. Um, but I guess the main thing is for us to enjoy ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, try and be happy and find yeah. the beauty in the bad. Yep. Um. So have a great 2019, y'all. Let us know what your aims are. Yeah. As well. Uh, 100%. Big or small. I mean, don't be a size queen. (laughs) Um, Take any. We're going to end on a a new quote this year, and it's going to (laughs) be, well, this episode. And this one comes from our queen, Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) I think she's she's the world's queen. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it's cheers to a new year and another chance to get it right. How perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take that one. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.